I'd like to thank Lee Carlisle, so you can bring this home to her. <laughs> thank you. Um, for her kindness in asking me to stand before you this day and bring you the word. It's probably been, oh my goodness, maybe 12 or 15 years since I have stood in this pulpit. And it feels very good to be back. So thank you for your kindness and having me here this morning. Let's pray together, shall we? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. First of all, let me do a sound check. Can everybody hear me or is it too loud? Nope, it's okay. Okay. Our most notorious industrial accidents in recent years the Exxon Valdez, Three Mile Island, Chernobyl, and the fatal navigational error of Korean Airlines Flight 007 all occurred in the middle of the night. This may indicate that fatigue, more than anything, was a contributing factor. In the Challenger Space Shuttle disaster, key NASA officials made the ill-fated decision to go ahead with the launch after working 20 hours straight and getting only two to three hours sleep the night before. Their error in judgment cost the lives of seven astronauts and nearly killed the U.S. space program. We ignore the need for rest at the peril of others and ourselves. In our scripture reading this morning, Jesus tells the twelve to come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. Jesus had sent them out two by two to teach those in the villages. They had gone out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. So they were excited but exhausted when they returned to Jesus to let him know that all, all that had happened. Jesus Recognizing their exhaustion and seeing how the needs of the people were pressing upon the disciples so that they couldn't even take a minute to eat, tried to ensure that they got away to a deserted place by themselves to rest. It was like Jesus gave them permission. They didn't think of it themselves, but Jesus in the midst of addressing the people's needs, recognized and addressed his disciples' needs too. In doing so, he taught them to try to do the same. Sometimes we just don't recognize our need for rest. But there is a reason why God instituted the concept 
of Sabbath. In this society especially, we are taught to push and push and push ourselves. We feel guilty if we don't get 20 things on our to-do list accomplished each and every day. Can I, do I resonate with anybody there? I'm guilty. If we don't take the time to adequately rest, the stress we experience will come out in other ways, catastrophic or costly mistakes, serious medical problems, and psychological issues, just to name a few. It goes against the grain of society, but we need to give ourselves permission to rest. Notice in our scripture reading that Jesus wanted them to go away to a deserted place. Jesus recognized that they needed a place of peace and tranquility. That's the premise behind truly relaxing vacations as opposed to the ones that are scheduled every nanosecond. When you are really stressed out and then you take a vacation, hopefully you are going to a place that is quiet and peaceful for you. A place that rejuvenates your soul. For some people, like my husband and me, that's going to a place that has gorgeous scenery. Gazing upon the beauty of God's handiwork is a great way to connect with God and reflect on the wondrous blessings he gives us. It doesn't have to be an expensive or exotic place. Even just going down to the beach right here to watch the sunset is a wonderful way to replenish your soul. It doesn't cost anything, but literally a penny or two of gas doesn't cost anything if you can walk. It doesn't take a huge amount of time. And it helps us reconnect with our creator God as we watch his exquisite handiwork on display. How blessed we are to live here because every one of us can easily do this. Another thing to notice in this scripture passage is that Jesus wanted his disciples to come away by themselves. The needs of the people were draining the disciples. We cannot rest if the demands that are usually upon us are still somehow getting to us. Even though we need to be in community with one another, sometimes it is important to have some of our own private downtime. That can be hard to do in this society, especially when we are all so electronically connected. People can reach us via text or email or the old-fashioned telephone pretty much any time they want. And the expectation is that we will get back to them promptly. The whole socially shaming question, well, didn't you get my text, email, message, whatever, 
gives the impression that we have to respond immediately. And if not immediately, within just a few hours. If we don't, we feel guilty. Friends, that is not rest. When my husband and I go on vacation, we literally unplug. Otherwise, it is not resting for us. It is not going away to a deserted place if people can get a hold of us, and it is not just by ourselves if people can get a hold of us. We are in community with just ourselves for a season, and that is a blessed thing. I'm not talking about completely isolating yourselves for good, but getting away from the demands of this world for a time with loved ones is very important. That was what Jesus wanted for his disciples, to get away from the demands of the people for a season, to be in community and perhaps even break bread together with just themselves and Jesus. When we rest, we are in a better position to truly connect with God In spite of what some younger people will tell you, multitasking is not something that is usually done well. You only superficially touch the surface of whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to connect with God on a very deep level, we cannot really accomplish that at the same time we are texting, checking social media, running errands, we will only encounter God on a very surface level. How do you feel when your child is texting or playing video games at the same time you're trying to have a serious discussion with him or her? You know that nothing you say is deeply getting through. It's no different with God. When we are so busy that we can only superficially interact with God. What God wants us to hear is not getting through. Only prying the cell phone from out of our texting hands or taking the Bluetooth out of our ears or finding and finding time to really, truly focus all of our attention specifically on God for a devoted period of time will result in a deep connection where we can really take in what it is God is saying to us. I'm not saying we can't talk to God during the day when we're doing other things. I'm saying that at some point during the day we need to commit to some undistracted time with God. It doesn't have to be a long period of time, just a focused period of time. In this story, all the time the disciples got with Jesus and each other was their time in the boat together. As soon as they landed the boat, they were overwhelmed by the crowd again. And yet when we truly and earnestly rest in and connect with Jesus, whatever time we have with him is enough. But as refreshing and nourishing as rest is for our bodies 
and our souls, there comes a time when we must get back to our responsibilities. Not only does Jesus show them that rest is important, he models for them that getting up and reaching out in love to those who are hurting after that time of rest is equally important. William Barclay states it so eloquently. There is danger in too much withdrawal. Devotion that does not issue in action is not real devotion. Prayer that does not issue in work is not real prayer. We must never seek God's fellowship in order to avoid human fellowship but in order to fit ourselves better for it. The rhythm of the Christian life is the alternate meeting with God in the secret place and serving one another in the marketplace. The rhythm of the Christian life, the balance of the Christian life, is to rest and then reach out in loving service to those who are in need of Christian care. Rest, reach, repeat. If we are spending too much time resting, we will miss out on the countless opportunities to care for others who truly need it. But if we are spending too much time serving others, we can develop compassion fatigue and become jaded. Friends, neither of those honors God. Better to enter into the healthier cycle of observing one and then the other. Maintaining this balance takes effort, more effort than a lot of people are willing to invest and it's not very fashionable. We don't want people to think we are resting. We want to impress them with our busyness. After all, we reason to ourselves, others will think much more highly of us if we demonstrate to them just how crazy busy we are. But such one-sided thinking does not strike the healthier balance. Former rector and now professor and speaker, Barbara Brown Taylor, puts it well. I don't want to make an idol out of health, but it seems to me at least some of us have made an idol out of exhaustion. The only time we know we have done enough is when we are running on empty and when the ones we love the most are the ones we see the least. When we lie down to sleep at night, we offer our full appointment calendars to God instead of prayer, believing that God, who is as busy as we are, will surely understand. Friends, that is no way to treat our loved ones, and that is no way to treat the one who cares about us so much that he gave us the concept of Sabbath rest to us. 
God wants us to balance both rest and service. Rest, reach, repeat. It is countercultural, but it is what Jesus taught us to do. And no matter how hard it is for us to do it, it is always better to follow what Jesus taught us. He always has our best interest at heart. Amen.